Good afternoon and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith, and it is the Holly and Steve show. And uh, Holly, I'm noticing a little bit of uh, product placement here. Yeah, well, you know, Newcastle Brown Ale, everyone knows it's my favourite drink, so I just thought I'd bring some along for the show. Dear me, oh, what a kerfuffle that has caused on social media that, you know, how dare Sky put a bottle of brown ale next to a 16-year-old who uh, comments on Newcastle United. Absolutely bizarre. But, you know, this is the world we live in, unfortunately. Social media uh, likes to judge, likes to tear people apart. What have you made of uh, brown ale gate? Well, um, very interesting. I was expecting something, you know, and uh, that just happened to be the thing that people chose to pick up on. Obviously, I'm taking the positives from that and thinking that what I said was pretty decent and, you know, people agreed with that. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have had something to say about that instead. But, um, you know, if people's only got brown ale to complain about, then that's okay from my perspective. Yeah, me too. Um, look, trolls are going to troll. Um, jealous people are going to hate, and th- this is one thing that we have to get on with. And uh, the uh, you know the, the 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 constant harassment of of some people uh, really just beggars belief. As I've said all along, I just get on with it. Unfortunately, I have it on both sides of the podcast, not just the Newcastle United stuff, but on the uh, the true crime stuff that I cover. Um, and and it just really is it's a human trait that we've all got to accept. And if you don't, um, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Uh, if you don't like the hassle you get on social media at this moment in time, I guess you just come off social media. So I'm not going to bleat on about it. Uh, good to see you've got a sense of humour, Holly. And uh, let's just crack on with the show. Um, and But just don't open that because it could cause a bit of controversy. It could cause a bit of controversy. Um, okay, welcome everybody. And um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for the support. Uh, a, a few more subscriptions this week. Um, and I've got to really say as well, please, 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 uh, there's a good friend of our, sh- uh, of our show, Al Walid, who's had an absolute nightmare. Um, he's posted something onto his social media, onto his Twitter account. Um, I believe it was some clip from the Premier League. Um, Al Walid has, has once again joined the show. He's about to become a YouTube member. But I believe he's had his Twitter account taken down. So I am going to retweet his new Twitter account uh, at some point during the show. Keep an eye on my Twitter account, at Steve Wraith. Uh, please just give him a follow back. He's been a big, big help uh, and a big support uh, to Newcastle fans throughout the takeover, giving us his insight into what the takeover would mean to people in Saudi and um, you know, uh, and what he was hearing from Saudi, of course. He's been a very, very, very big part as well of um, you know the Match Day Live crowd. So look, from our perspective, um, he's, a, he's a good friend. He's one of the lads. Um, I'm sure we all look forward to the day when Al Walid is crossing Newcastle, uh, sharing a, a drink with us and, and having a, a pre-match with us, you know, and uh, we can show him our beautiful city. So please uh, give Al Walid a follow. Um, some of you may feel as if it had been hacked and it was a different person pretending to him. I can fully understand that. But please give Al Walid a follow because he is a great guy. Uh, as I say, a lovely, lovely man. And has given us a lot of help over the course of the last 12 months. Okay, let's get back on to football. And Holly, the match um, at the weekend, uh, I think it was all doom and gloom from most of us uh, in our pre-match predictions as we got closer to the the big occasion. And we were also quite fearful of trouble. Um, That wasn't uh, misguided. There was a little bit of trouble in the city centre. Luckily, nothing in the ground. Um, But the match itself, um, I've heard it called a bore fest from one person. I've heard Steve Bruce say 
a fantastic game of football. Um, I thought it was probably somewhere in the middle. I thought it was a, a, a well-earned point, I guess, from Newcastle's perspective with, you know, missing that, that the main striker in, uh, in Callum Wilson, of course. Not having their main goalkeeper in, but luckily having Dalo back in uh, on this occasion. Um, but I felt on the balance of play, a draw was a fair result. I wouldn't have said it was a feast of football, um, but I was happy. I was expecting Newcastle to lose in a, in a pretty high-scoring game. We didn't. We came out with a point. It's something to build on. And I, I, I've got to be honest, I, on reflection, the following day, I was quite happy. What about you? Yeah, I went into the game predicting a defeat. I thought we'd get beat 3-2. I thought it'd be a close game. I didn't think there'd be much in it, but I just didn't think it would go in our favour. Thankfully, we did get the point out of the game. I do think it was a fair result in the end. I think in the first half, leads were all over us, and I think they definitely deserved to be probably, you know, two goals ahead at minimum. Um, but in the second half, we came back into the game, and I think we matched Leeds and potentially were even a little bit better than Leeds. So overall, it balances out, and I think a point was deserved from that game. Um, again, you know, it should have probably been a win. That's a game that we needed to pick points up from. It's really important. Now we're looking to the next game, Watford, and hoping that we can get the three points there because they need to come sooner rather than later. But certainly, um, I wouldn't turn my nose up at the point that we did get because I thought that, you know, it's more than I was expecting. John uh, says he's listened to all the feedback from the Leeds game and we are one fan base. It doesn't matter what team formation substitutions Bruce makes. He's never going to make the fans happy. Is, is, has John got a point, do you think? Is, is it because there's so many different opinions, Holly? I think he does have a point. Certainly where I sit in the ground, there's always people kind of going on, bring this player on, take this player off, and no one can agree. I think, um, you know, if the game doesn't go our way, if results don't go our way, and currently what Steve Bruce is doing isn't working, then people are going to complain because everyone thinks their opinion's right, obviously. Um, but, you know, we've just got to accept that at the minute, Steve Bruce is the one that makes those decisions and whatever team he puts out is what we've got to get behind and just hope that they work well together. Um, delighted to see Carl Darlow back in the goal. I thought that he was really, really good. Maybe he could have done better for the goal that he did concede, but overall throughout the game, he certainly you know, had a good performance, made some fantastic saves um, and certainly reminded me why I'd rather have him in goal than Freddie Woodman, who didn't even make the bench. Um, Joe Linton wasn't too bad either, you know. Uh, certainly wasn't much of a goal threat, but I thought he was all right. He was holding the ball up well, and, and I'd still probably rather have seen Dwight Gale come on earlier. Dino says it's not just that, though, John. It's his conduct and the things he says. John then said, I think most of our fans couldn't run a bath, never mind a team talk, but I also think uh, they don't even have a genuine reason for their hate. Just follow everyone else. It was interesting because I bumped into a guy, uh, a fellow Newcastle fan at the gym uh, over the weekend who was at the game as well, and... He essentially said to me, I didn't hear any um, people singing out against Steve Bruce. Now, he, he sits in the Leasers' end and he's directly underneath the away fans. Um, as you know, I sit in the Platinum Club with my dad and my brother. And from my perspective, I did hear quite a lot of anti-Steve Bruce chants, mainly from the Gallagher Corner, which is which is probably our strongest song song base within the ground. You know, you you have obviously in the in the Leasers' end, you have the the younger the younger element who like to take their tops off and swing their tops around, etc. But in the Gallagher Corner, the main Gallagher Corner, that is where a lot of the songs originate from, and they really, I would say. I would say probably run about eight or nine times we're singing, you know, songs against Steve Bruce throughout the game. Um, you know, 
what do you think about the you know the, the, the support? Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good on Friday night. I think Friday night and, and nighttime games in particular create better atmospheres. I think you know as well as it would have been a Friday. I think people were probably taking half days. There was a decent atmosphere in the town pre-match. I think a lot of people get, like to have a drink. I think that helps loosen the vocal cords. But I thought the atmosphere was good. But what, did, did you hear much, you know, against Steve Bruce from where you were sitting, Holly? Yeah, I heard a lot of it. Of course, I do sit in the um, Gallagher East Corner where the noise comes from. I was part of that noise. You know, I was joining in with the songs about Steve Bruce because at the end of the day, Steve Bruce hasn't been good enough this season. He continues to prove that. And then he comes out after the game and says that he was delighted with the performance, whereas Marco Bielsa obviously was disappointed with that. So it just shows the level um, of where the managers are at and the mentality, which, again, just completely is disappointing to hear as a Newcastle fan. Um, so, yeah, I totally support fans, you know, singing against that because you go into every game. And I think for the first time in a long time, I go into every game thinking we're going to get beat. There's just no hope then. There's no positivity. No, there's not. I mean, look, John, we get your point. Um, and, and, and I think you're right. I think most of us couldn't run a bath, um, you know, on, on some occasions. But but ultimately, from a Newcastle fan's perspective, everyone's everyone's entitled to their opinion. So, you know, I, I get where you're coming from and, and all opinions count on this show. John says, in a serious question, Holly, were the questions from Jamie and Gary, uh, that's, of course, Carragher and Neville, pre-arranged? And do you think the Saudi business was properly dealt with? So, obviously, those people who are tuning in who don't know, uh, Holly was chosen to appear uh, as part of the pre-match build-up uh, on Friday night. And it was great, great news for, for you. I get, well, look, before you answer that question, how did it come about, Holly? How, how, did, how did you get the opportunity? Um, so on Twitter, I just got contacted by a producer at Sky Sports and asked if I'd be willing to um, do it. And of course, you know, I was very happy to do that. It's a great opportunity meeting Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville and talking about the football club. But most importantly, I think it's important that fans like me go onto these platforms to actually get a fair representation of the fans across. And the point which I made was about the expectations of fans. I highlighted the fact that it's constantly portrayed in the media and it's brainwashed into a lot of people that Newcastle fans have unrealistic expectations. They're expecting us to be back to the Keegan days, back in the 90s, challenging for the league. Um, and that's just not the case. That's never what's been said. We realise times have moved on. But what we want is just not to go into the new season worrying about relegation. And I don't think that's a great deal to ask. And that's something that I really wanted to hammer home. And yet still, I don't know if people didn't listen to the interview or whatever, but I've seen a multitude of comments saying that Newcastle fans are delusional. So you think realistically, I think people's just been brainwashed so much by the media that like you just you can't win anymore. You know, it's just been going on for so, so long. So I think that's... Um, Definitely an important thing. I was really happy to do the interview. It went really well. I thought Gary Neville in particular spoke excellently about the club um, before the match. You know, he made some great points about Mike Gash's ownership and he just kind of said, you know, get up, get out and sell the club because it's not going to move forward, which was excellent to see. Um, and the questions, no, they weren't pre-arranged, of course. They were just asked kind of on the spot. Um, a few people were asking about why... I didn't mention the Saudi takeover and the answer to that is simply because I wasn't asked the question. I was asked about, of course, um, Steve Bruce and then I was asked about the media representing the club and there wasn't an opportunity there to mention that. It's not because I wasn't told to mention it, but I wasn't going to bring it into something that, you know, wasn't relevant. 
Fair enough. I mean, it's difficult to do this kind of thing. And Mick Lewis rightly picked you out yesterday as the star of the show. Um, you know, I, I didn't know he was going to say that, but fair play to him. He watched it and he said you were a wonderful representation of the fan base, spoke spoke with uh, passion and, and a lot of sense. So, you know, it's clear that you made a, a good impression. Um, I just really want to say as well, I thought the rest of the lads did well, you know, and, and you know, th those guys are mainly from NUST. Um, you know, Alex Hurst and, you know, uh, the, the other guys who, who were there that day. It wasn't just Holly. I think everyone made valid points. I think we're all sick to the back teeth. Again, that was misrepresented on Twitter. Uh, you know, people know my, my feelings about the pledge and about the trust, and I've made it quite obvious. Um, but at the end of the day, they do their thing. I do mine. Uh, I've got no animosity against those people at all. I just don't, you know, I don't share the same opinion. And if they want to crack on and raise money with a pledge, let them get on with it. Um, but it, from my perspective, it's not something I'll support. And that's it. Really, but unfortunately, a lot of people tend to, you know, to, to, to dwell on that, and anything I put out can be turned into a negative. It, it's just the way that it goes. Um, with regards to the the guys, um, it, you know, it, I agree. I think that Gary Neville does speak well about the takeover. Um, I think he's been educated. I think he's learned a few things. I think he's not somebody who has got a my opinion is right and forget what everybody else says. He's prepared to be won, won around by opinions. And I think he's, he listens and he watches and he sees. And, and I think you're right, Holly. I think he's got it spot on about Mike Ashley. He, he knows who the main problem is, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And that's so, so important that we now have the media realising the issue that Newcastle fans have been banging on about for years. Because... For years and years now, I think we can all agree that people are always saying, well, they're just targeting Mike Ashley, you can't do right for doing wrong and just kind of feeling like we're being unreasonable. But now there's pundits like Gary Neville actually coming around our side and saying, you know, this isn't fair, Newcastle isn't being ran properly and the fans aren't getting, you know, treated with the respect that they should be by the club and the club isn't going anywhere, it's just stuck it's stagnated and we're not moving on. And that's what football is. Every season you want to go into a new season thinking, what can we do this year? But we know what's going to happen this year. We're going to try to fight for 17th and that's as high as things will get. I'm afraid it's a sad, sad state of affairs. It is. Uh, first time watching, says Paula. Welcome. And uh, I'm sure everybody in the chat will welcome you as well. Uh, feel free to ask a question, Paula, if you want to. Alan uh, says, Holly and Steve, who is better to have, Steve Bruce or Joe Linton at the club? Um, Holly, I'll let you answer that. Um. Of course, they're both in very, very different roles. If it was whether I want to keep Steve Bruce or Joe Linton, I'd probably keep Joe Linton, to be honest. Wow. Um, it's an impossible question for me because I, I feel, you know, that they're both, you know, as bad as each other. Um, uh, Joe Linton, DMAO, he, he doesn't impress me in the slightest, as everybody knows. Far, far over inflated fee as well. £40 million always makes me chuckle. Um did he do better on Friday? Yeah, I mean, look, he he, he played he played the Joe Linton standards. I think what Joe Linton does now is he just goes through the he goes through the the basics. He tries to do the basics right, and that's it. He, he can't do anything more. He can't do anything less. We know he's not a goal scorer, um, and I just think that as Joe Linton goes, it was probably one of his better games. But it, it doesn't say a great deal. As for Steve Bruce. Um, you know, he shouldn't be the manager of Newcastle United, but what can we do? He is. We've just got to get on with it. That's that's as far as it goes, really, I think. Um, John says, Holly, does playing with three centre-backs help or hinder our performance? Now, it was interesting. 
on Friday night that we saw Graham Jones, a lot of a lot of us being made of this, so we could probably talk about this as well, coming down from the stands into the uh, technical area and more or less changing things. Um, there was a, a rather uncomfortable uh, clip which was shown on on, on various uh, social media platforms of Matt Ritchie coming over and talking to Steve Bruce and 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 then Graham Jones chipping in and almost saying, "Look, uh, let me explain, Steve." He explains it, and Richie more or less listens to him. We don't know the exact conversation, but that's the way it looked. Um, so, you know, John's question is, does playing three centre-backs help or hinder our performance? Answer that first, and then tell us what you thought about that uh, that interaction between Richie Bruce and uh, Graham Jones. Three centre-backs, I think, hinders our performance. I've never been a fan at the five at the back with the wing-backs. I think... There was a time and a place where it worked. That's a system we played under Rafa Benitez and I thought it worked brilliantly. But currently, I don't think that's the way forward. I think it makes us so, so defensive that we can't even begin to think about going on the attack, um, especially at home. And when you're playing opposition that's in and around you in the league and you're still playing five at the back, you just think, when are we going to get a chance to watch some entertaining football? When are we just going to go for it? There's no reason why we can't match leads and just put our all into it and try and score goals. Kind of like the mentality back in the 90s when, you know, it was like they score one, we score two. When there's teams in and around, you do that. I understand playing five at the back if you're away to Man City, but at home to Leeds, then, you know, we should be going for it a lot, lot more. And I just don't think that system's working. Um, Graham Jones, I think it was very uncomfortable. You were right. Um, it looked to me like he was almost given an audition, like about how he would be as the manager, you know? Like, if Steve Bruce gets sacked, he's saying, I'm capable of being the manager. That's how it came across to me, which is very, very interesting. Of course, we all know there's a little bit of uncertainty there about Steve Bruce's future at the football club. Is Graham Jones who I'd want to see going forward? No. Um, but I'm sure I wouldn't turn that job down. You know, it's a good job, especially for a local lad and someone who's already at the club. I think with the issues that Graham Jones has had recently with the likes of Dwight Gale, it would be best to move him on as well with Steve Bruce because I think we need all the negativity and all the toxicness gone from the club if we want to move forward because we can't have any of these kind of rifts and player upsets amongst the team. It's just causing problems. Uh, Gary Milligan says, watched the game on Friday. I was quite pleased what Gary Neville had to say and I didn't take Holly to be a brown ale drinker. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, actually, John from QTech, he doesn't waste much time, does he? Last week he was doing these. Um, I'm sure he's selling them on the website as well, nufcmatters.com. I think various people's names were on there, and I'm sure Holly's will be making its way onto one as well. Toon tipster there, but uh, get on to nufcmatters.com, get your NUFC Matters brown ale, and uh, you too can be like Holly, sit with an unopened bottle on the table, not touching it in case you're criticised on social media. Uh, John, John Askew says, it's disturbing when some are happy with a home draw. Uh, to a mid-table team. I, I just, listen, John, I, I think that we, you know, we're at such a low ebb, we didn't expect to win. And that goes from me to Malcolm to Holly to Gibbo uh, to Liam Kennedy to anybody who's on this platform that we we genuinely watch and we hope Newcastle win, of course. But, you know, it, it hasn't looked likely. And the way that Leeds play, we really feared the worst. And when you're missing your star striker in Callum Wilson, that is the problem. You look at the, you're looking at one end of the pitch and going, where are the goals going to come from? You're looking at the other end of the pitch, and you know up until the Leeds game, we'd conceded twelve goals, 
And that isn't good form. That isn't something which, you know, fills you with optimism. So hence the negativity. And, you know, I know some people have come on in the chat on, on occasions that said you're just too negative. Well, give us something to be positive about and we'll and, and we will be positive, you know. Um but that that's just the way it is, unfortunately. And uh will be until the situation gets sold, you know, the club gets sold. Dino says both teams had an equal share of chances. Maybe some of Leeds' chances were slightly better, but a draw was fair. Yeah, of course, Richie hit the post. Um, you know, people know Richie's one of my favourite players. He's his legs aren't what they were. Um, he's been asked to play out of position at times, but I thought the change in formation probably suited him better than most, and hence Newcastle were better in the second half. Uh, better from the change, but better in the second half as well. And a, and a draw was a fair result. Keith says, Holly, move that bottle of brown ale. You're making me want to go back to the shop and I'll miss the show. I'm sorry, but um, I'm sponsored by them, you know, so it's got to be here. <laughs> Tom says he heard plenty of Bruce Outchance throughout the ground and I'm in the northeast corner. So, yeah, I, maybe, it's, you know, it you know, depends on which part of the ground uh, that you are in. And, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely happened. There is no doubt about it. Lily, um, good afternoon. And uh, lots lots of comments coming in. Let's get to the next one. John says, are anti-English Premier League songs not more appropriate? That's the real source of the problem. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about that. I mean, there was a, there was a banner held up, wasn't there, in the uh, in the in the in the bottom corner uh, towards the Leeser's end uh, about about Masters. Um, Mick Lowe's made a comment about it on the show yesterday, essentially saying that, you know, as soon as the cameras panned on it, they came straight off it because, you know, they, they don't want to publicise any anything to do with, you know, you know, protests against the Premier League. Um, you know, should we be should we be directing things against the, the Premier League rather than Bruce and the owner? No, I think Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley both need to get criticism. Um the takeover situation is something that's very much out of our hands. And perhaps once we know the date of the cat case, then that might come into play more. We might start singing anti-Premier League songs. But for me, regardless of what the Premier League are doing, if the takeover goes through or not, ultimately, Steve Bruce is still the man in the job as the manager and Mike Ashley still owns the club and it's his responsibility. So those two people need to be fulfilling their jobs and they're not doing that. Um, why should Steve Bruce be not getting criticism when he's picking the team He's picking the lineup and we aren't getting results. He should be getting criticism for that. And Mike Ashley, well, you know, he's um he, he hasn't invested correctly. He sold lots of players. We've let so many players go. We've signed Joe Willock and not brought anyone else in. Steve Bruce highlighted his frustrations with that. It was very, very bad ownership from Mike Ashley, but no one needs to know that. It's been the same for 14 years now. So he still needs to get the blame. And then you also need to make sure that we um, highlight the fact that we're not happy with Mike Ashley because if the sale doesn't go through of the club, we need Mike Ashley to still be like, you know, I'm not welcome here. I'm going to try and find a new owner and get out of the club. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, current scores in the Premier League, by the way, Brighton 2, Leicester 1 and Manchester United 2, West Ham 1. Still a bit of time to play in both of those games. Um, Dave says lots of Steve Bruce out and whistles in the East Stand. I mean, that takes us, I guess, to the talk about the protest. I mean, there was a protest, NUFC a protest at the weekend. Um, whistles were encouraged, as were paper aeroplanes, which caused a lot of debate. Some pro, some anti on social media. Um, how do you think it went? I don't think it went very well, in my opinion. 
Um, I didn't personally hear any whistles from where I was in the ground. Maybe that was because there was more whistles in the Lisa's end, but in the Gallagher where I was, I certainly didn't really hear any. I saw a few paper planes, um, didn't quite make the way onto the pitch, probably where it was desired. Um, so I just don't feel like it had much of an effect, unfortunately. Again, there was still a little bit of publicity, which I suppose is a good thing because it's still highlighting the fact that we're not happy and, and we want change there and we want people to answer the questions that have been asked for so long that have been left unanswered. But for me, um, I think it's time to get back to the drawing board and maybe think of something else going forward and hopefully that happens. Yeah, um, look, I, I thought it was always going to be a tough call to ask people to bring whistles, bring paper aeroplanes. Um, I saw probably in the region of 25, 30 maximum, most of them at pitch side. I think one or two made it onto the pitch. I heard a constant whistle in the Melbourne um, of some description, uh, which, you know, to be honest, didn't affect the game. Um, I think the fact that the Leeds fans were so vociferous and noisy and there were so many of them um, probably affected, you know, probably affected the protest a little bit. I think had it been uh, a lesser game, if you like, a game where there was less away fans and all you could hear was Newcastle fans moaning and grumbling, then I think it may well have had more of an effect. But the guys say that this is the start. They've got other things planned. Um, you know, you've got to write the protest as long as you do it fair and, and and legally. So we'll watch with interest as to how that develops, but you can't knock people for trying. Kenny says, Holly and Steve, I sit in the east stand between the 18-yard and the halfway, my, uh, halfway line. The noise was pretty constant through the game, directed to both Bruce and to Ashley. Uh, Alan says, Holly and Steve, I disagree with the question. If you win football matches, you will get the fans on side. If Rafa, sorry to mention the name, wins a trophy, the Everton fans, they'll not give a damn. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're right there, Alan. Um, but, you know, fans have got a right, you know, to have an opinion. Everybody's opinion is valid. Um, you pay your money, you take your choice. And, 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 and it's it's up to you what you, you know, what you want to support, what you don't want to support. If you want to go to the game, uh, home and away, uh, buy the replica shirt and, you know, go in the bars and, and, and pay your money in the ground to get your pies, then that's your choice. Um, if you want to walk away from Newcastle United until there's a new owner, that is your choice. If you want to put money into the pledge, that is your choice. If you think the pledge is a waste of time and you don't want to put money into the pledge, then don't do it. And um, We've all got an opinion. We've all got a choice. And, and you know, if you want to watch any UFC matters, you watch it. If you don't, don't bother. It, it, it's as simple as that. You know, we're all entitled to our opinion um, and nobody is right, really, in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, some people might feel they're right, um, you know, uh, and, and that, that you can't again stop that. So, you know, it, it's all pretty pointless, all the bickering and arguing and, and, and shouting and bawling. Everyone takes it in a, you know, in a different way as well. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know. Again, I get your I get your point. Belly says uh, I was at the Leeds game, but left fifteen minutes early because I got too drunk. Are you on the brown ale, Belly? <laughs> I hope not. Honestly, you'll get some stick. Gary says, "Why do we always concede possession? Surely, if we had more of the ball, we wouldn't concede as many goals." Good point, Gary. Um, I mean, you know, I thought Almiron was guilty of it. Sean Longstaff again gave the ball away a couple of times. Um, we do we do tend to give the ball away a lot, Holly. And if you haven't got the ball, um, it is going to come back and bite you on the backside, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think we had like 35% possession or something around that sort of figure, um, which is kind of standard for Newcastle. You know, we never really get 
well, we never get even close to 50% possession normally, um, and especially at home, that is a worry because you should always be the team that's dominating possession at home, and we never do, which if the result ends up going in our way, do I mind? No, not at all, but results haven't been going our way, um, and we need to have the ball more, especially in the opposition's half because we never, ever do that. It's like we'll we'll get a chance to go on the attack and we'll pass the ball back when there's plenty of opportunities to go down the wing or just pop it straight into the box, but we don't do that, and that is so, so frustrating because you think, how on earth are we expected to score if we're constantly in our own half or passing back to the keep, uh, the goalkeeper? Yeah, good points. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors, as always, Spider VPN. Uh, if you want your internet uh, security looked at, then please Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of the Google search list, and they are the boys to trust to protect your computer and everything on it. Also, a big thank you to skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. And to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245. And to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End in Newcastle. And to Jab Signature, the makers of all of our flyers. If you're a first time visitor to the channel, please subscribe. Hit the Newcastle Legends logo in your bottom right hand corner and you can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week and a few additional ones to boot. Hit the thumb up below to like the video and uh, click share to share to uh, your other social media drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded newcastle fans or to post a question which we might ask on the screen and uh, if you miss us on youtube you can either catch up on youtube or you can listen to us as a podcast if you're out and about on itunes spotify podbean and other podcast providers um tomorrow night's show will be the rant again it is at 7 30 and pete davy and Chris Hall will be taking your questions and getting you on screen uh, to give your opinion on what is going on at Newcastle United. Don't forget as well, Loaded Mag is quickly approaching a 1,000 subscribers. Would love to help them get there. So if you get over to Loaded Mag on YouTube, give them a subscription. They have got some great content on there as well. And uh, don't forget, we do have a website. If you don't want to buy the latest uh, top or retro shirts you can buy an nufc matters newcastle shirt uh, nufcmatters.com we also have a vast range of other t-shirts including our london calling range with the likes of robley and les ferdinand and we also have our ryan taylor over the wall t-shirt we've also got a lot of events coming up over the course of the next couple of months as the build up to christmas uh, period arrives uh, we have the christmas event which of course was put off from last year over 120 tickets now sold for that uh, with all proceeds going to the food bank. John Gibson will be there on the night to interview Malcolm MacDonald as part of the Christmas night. And uh, there will be a few of the other regular presenters from NUFC Matters there. So uh, get yourself along. Please support the food bank. Also, an evening with Gavin Peacock, Friday the 29th of October. Uh, tickets are £15 and that is at the Tyneside Irish Centre again and uh, you can get your tickets for both of those events from newcastlelegends.com and then click shop and uh, another one which we've just put on sale and evening with Peter Beardsley uh, tickets again newcastlelegends.com just click shop uh, tickets for that event again are £15 and that takes place at the Tyneside Irish Centre on Friday November the 26th at seven o'clock and that'll be a cracking night that uh, with peter as uh, first one he will have done since lockdown so well worth getting along and supporting it and don't forget our food bank t-shirt 
Uh, the Gallagher Pigeon T-shirt is up for grabs on my Twitter, at Steve Wraith. So give me a follow. Uh, it's pinned at the top of my profile, and you will be able to bid. Uh, the winner of that will be announced on the Fab Four show on Friday night. And uh, I just want to say uh, a very happy birthday to this man. And the man on the uh, left-hand side is Dave Smith. Now, it is his birthday on Wednesday. He will be 88. And uh, he is a former coach of Newcastle United uh, when we won the Fairs Cup in 1969. And Dave Smith Jr. has contacted me on Facebook and asked me if I would say happy birthday. And I'm sure, Holly, even though uh, we were both just twinkles in our dad's eye, that you'd like to pass on your best wishes and birthday wishes too. Yeah, of course. Massive happy birthday and I hope he has a lovely day. And it's a shame that we're not quite hitting those heights that he um, hit when he was a coach at Newcastle. I wish we could have been around to see those days, Steve. Yes, me too. Uh, in fact, the 60s would have been a great era to be alive. But never mind, we'll just have to put up with this uh, this era that we've got now and uh, the Ashley era as well, which uh, I, I genuinely do think is probably one of the worst in our in our time. But that's a different topic altogether. Stu says, Bruce said in his pre-Leeds press conference, our fans want to compete at the top like we did 20 years ago. He couldn't be more wrong. We just want to compete in games. Is Stu right? Yeah, that's exactly what I obviously mentioned on Sky Sports. Um, it seems that Steve Bruce, even though he claims to be a Newcastle fan, has also apparently been brainwashed by the media. Um, we don't want to compete at the top of the league. I don't think we can compete at the top of the league. Anyone that thinks we can, after witnessing years and years of Ashley's regime, I really don't know where they're getting that type of confidence from. I think we'd be more than happy with just not having a battle relegation floating around the um, bottom three and just having some stability there. Having a decent run in the cup, of course, we got knocked out in the first round. Um, it's really, really not too much to ask. And I think with the squad of players that we have, we're more than capable of doing that because I don't think it's a bad squad on paper. Unfortunately, he's just not getting the tactics right in the formation. Yeah, and uh, I th yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Kenny says, what is this citizen's arrest fund for the arrest of Masters on Twitter? I've never seen that, Kenny. You'll have to uh, copy me in on Twitter. I'll take a look at that. Maybe he's discussed that when I'm on with Liam on uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, Tom says, is that Hol is that Yorkshire brown ale or Hollanders brewed ale? Certainly not brewed in Newcastle these days. Yes, I get your point, Tom. Uh, it's not brewed in Newcastle anymore. Uh, like many things, uh, things have <laughs> moved on to different cities. Crazy, really. John Ball, good afternoon. Me former goalkeeper from Felon FC and me former uh, assistant manager. Uh, afternoon, Stephen Holly. Do you feel Longstaff is turning a corner with his form? Um, yes, I'll say yes. I think he has. I mean, Holly discussed this, uh, I think, last week, and we talked about it when we were down at Man U uh, pre-match, that Longstaff is certainly, he's getting a run of games. And I think that's been the big, I think that's been the big plus point. But I also feel he came back from a horrendous injury and I think he was pushed back in. If you remember when he was pushed back into the game, I'm pretty sure it was Sheffield United. The pitch was a mess uh, that, he, that he played on. It was heavy pitches. And I just don't think, I think he got forced back in and I just think it, it set them back. So, yeah, I do think he's playing better. I think there's a lack of concentration there, if I'm honest. Hence, you know, every now and then he ploughs a ball to their player and that, that can come back to bite us on the backside against better teams. But, um, but yeah, honestly, John, I think, he's, I think he's playing better. And at least, 
for the moment, seems to have sorted whatever differences there were between him and the manager. So, yeah, it can only be a plus point for Newcastle moving forward. Holly? Yeah, I think he has turned a corner. I think he's very um, slow and steady and he's going to take his time to become a good player. Um, I don't think he's ever going to hit the heights that we expected him to when, of course, Man United were trying to sign him and we all thought he was better than Declan Rice and stuff like that a few years ago because that was the case under Rafa Benitez when he first broke into the team. Um, I don't think he's going to get to those levels, but certainly I'm happy that he's got a run of games. And I think it's excellent that we now have Sean Longstaff in the midfield as someone who is putting in a decent shift and is a regular on the team because the midfield's somewhere where we're very unstable. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Mark's loving the product placement. Uh, Jacob says, uh, can you help me with the sizing of the shirts, please? The club size guide says small as 38 to 40 chest. Usually this is medium, but people have said to order a size up, meaning that would be 40 to 42. I haven't bought any replica shirts for many a year. Um, I tend to buy retro if I do. Uh, Holly, I know you have um, purchased tops. Your dad has. Is that right? Um, is 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 there a, is it better to, to do that? And Jacob, I've got to say it before Holly answers. We can't, you know, don't hold us accountable if you go off and order it. It's wrong. Uh, but what what would you say, Holly, from your experience? I would say probably if you like them quite baggy, then get a size up, which is what my dad tends to do. But I just got the same size and it fits like fine, but it's just not oversized. So it depends how you want it to fit, really. Yeah, okay. Uh, Funko says, nice to see you on Sky TV the other night. Uh, for you, this is the start of some great things for you. Uh, so it's nice of him to say that. Yeah, hope so. Uh, Brighton 2, Leicester 1 and West Ham 1, Man United 2, both full times now. So a uh, big result left for Brighton, it has to be said, on the, uh, on the coast. And uh, Man United just keep on going. That man, Ronaldo, and of course, Jesse Lingard with a, a worldie. Uh, Blue Moon Boy says, uh, is the clip Sky put up on YouTube this morning the full fan interview with Neville and Cara, or has it been shortened? It's just under 10 minutes. I don't know, Holly. Is it shortened? I don't think it's shortened, no. I think it might be a little bit, but um, certainly my comments weren't shortened. So I don't know if they might have like, trimmed a little bit off the end because I know we're running out of time a little bit at the end, but I think most of it's there. Yeah, Darren says, to me, it seems Sky have woken up to what is going on at Newcastle. Maybe they know something is happening. Yeah, a lot of people seem to get a feeling after you'd been on Sky that um, it was almost as if there'd been a little bit of a change, you know, with, with the way that they're covering things and almost as if there is some movement on the takeover. Was that your impression when you when you watched it back? No, um, I don't think that they specifically know anything about the takeover. I don't think anyone does at this current moment in time I think we need to wait for an answer on the cat case before we have any idea about that um, and I certainly think if Sky Sports did know anything they probably would have put some uh, sort of article out there I don't think they'll be just kind of keeping it hush hush um, I thought it was great that they gave the fans the coverage that they did and I think it is a change to what we've seen in the past it's a step in the right direction but for me, it just came across like the finally seeing the frustrations of Newcastle fans and the seeing the issues with Mike Ashley's ownership of the club. Not as much the thinking all oh, new owners are going to come in. I don't think that's the case. Uh, David Reed says West Ham brought on Noble to take the penalty and he missed. I love I love it when things like that happen. I've got to be I've got to be honest. Uh, Paul says Holly, get yourself a drink of that Newcastle brown ale. No, keeping it for our 18th man. That's what she's doing. Plus, I think it would make us quite bad. Like I think it's about a year out of date. 
I've got one of those Alan Shearer ones when Alan Shearer had his testimonial. That would definitely be uh, something which I wouldn't uh, pass. It wouldn't pass my lips. Belly says I was in the Gallagher West corner and I only saw one paper aeroplane get thrown, but heard lo loads of Bruce out chance. Uh, Paul says I work with two big Toon fans and they're confident this will be the season that Toon will go down and promotion out of the championship will not be easy. Yeah, I, I think I've said that myself. I, you know, I, I, I felt last season would be a relegation season. I was wrong. Um, again, there's no optimism. There's no hope. You, you go into each season expecting the worst. And, and I think, Holly, you just coined it at the start of the programme. You know, the highest Mike Ashley really is is, is concerned about finishing is 17th, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and it, it asks that question, what is there for fans to get behind going into the new season? Because when you go into a season and you know that we're not even going to attempt to do anything, we're not going to attempt to challenge, we don't really sign any players. It's just you're setting yourself up to fail before you even start. That's how it really feels. Um, and I think if we do make the drop, it's going to be an absolute mess. Um, I think the club will just be in tatters from top to bottom. It'll start with the people that work at the, the stadium because I think there'll end up being cuts there because we'll make massive financial losses all the way to the players, the manager, the owner. It'll be just a complete mess. Um, and I'm just hoping we aren't going to go into those realms. But the way it's looking so far, if Steve Bruce is still here by the end of the season and we don't um, bring anyone else in in January, then I think this could be the year that we do make that drop. Yes, I, I would agree. John says, most fans, including myself, didn't want Bruce as a manager, but we're a bang average championship team. The best good managers just aren't queuing up to take over, uh, which is true. Jimmy, welcome back. Been working away. He says, if Mike Ashley really wanted to sell the club, then he should put the price down. Um, yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, you're right. Uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Greaves and John Chalice, uh, who was, of course, Boise in uh, Only Fools and Horses. Gary, yeah, um, my sentiments exactly. Jimmy Greaves, um, ultimately one of the best goal scorers we've ever seen in this country. Um, again, I'm too young to have seen him play, but I've heard the stories and watched the footage. And, uh, you know, if you're talking numbers, he was better than Alan Shearer. Um, you know, Alan was the best Premier League, but if you're going through the history books, then Jimmy Greaves is the best. And it's funny because um, my youngest was watching uh, Match of the Day, not by choice this morning with me. And um, she was asking me who the best player in the world has ever been. And I did answer Pelly, um, really, because, you know, he's often thought of as the best player. And of course, he's been in the news. He's been through an operation this week uh, or last week and um, he's making a, a good recovery. I decided, she said, well, how many goals did he score? So I'd never really looked into Pelia's um, history, Holly. Um, I googled it. Wikipedia, of course, not the best, but I would imagine it isn't far wrong. And he more or less averaged a goal a game throughout his entire career. And I mean, he played most of his career at a club called Santos. But I think his stats are something like 548 games and 560 goals. It's phenomenal really isn't it it just it proves what a player he is i mean that that uh, record is just outstanding 92 internationals i think it was and 77 goals for brazil so ultimately there's nobody better and there's been nobody better i mean i haven't compared him to ronaldo and messi i didn't do that i'm sure somebody out there probably will but Ultimately, I think that probably answered the question correctly, you know. But uh, yeah, rest in peace to Jimmy Greaves. Um, I know he's been battling an illness. Didn't know about John Chalice. Um, to be honest, it's one of those situations where I thought he'd already passed. 
Um, but if he's just passed now, then that is uh, that is bad news. Kenny says, how can you get drunk at St. James's Park? The queues are that long that you can't get served quick enough. Yeah, more horror stories from the weekend. Um, almost enough stories on that to do a show on it, uh, to be honest. And the, and the fact that the Gallagher pigeon is still there, um, I think, as well, just tells its own story. Jimmy says, I um Hi, Stephen Holly. I hope you're keeping well. I've been away working. I have to catch up on everything on your YouTube, Steve. Good show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, mate. Um, every hater out there, and we've had a few, let's face it. Um, certainly, the, the, the trolls are out in force today by hitting the dislike button. What they forget is the algorithm. Um, the algorithm on, on YouTube boosts the video if you get more, if you get as many dislikes as likes. So crack on, folks. It, it doesn't really make much difference to us. John Askew says, Holly, are you worried with the attitude that once Ashley departs, everything will be okay? It could mean a group like the Venkies or doing a Portsmouth. Only one takeover is acceptable. Are you worried? That's a great point from John. And um, I've spoke about this off camera to you, Steve, before, that I think a lot of people are under the impression that anyone but Ashley, that's better than Ashley, you know. Um, but if new owners come in and it's not the owners that we've been thinking we're going to get for the past 18 months and we don't know a great deal about these guys, then what's to say they couldn't be just as bad as Ashley, if not worse? Because I certainly wouldn't want someone to come in who... Say, for example, isn't Ellis Short like at Sunderland and they just strip the club of all the money that they can take and they basically just rob it and then leave and, and they'll sell it to whoever can. They're pretty much, you know, bankrupt you. Um, it, it's a massive possibility and I think that's a worry if you get Ashley to a point where he's so desperate to sell the club that he'll sell to anyone or he puts the price down really low. We put ourselves at risk of getting in some owners that are just cowboys, basically. Um, and that's always a worry in my mind. And I certainly think we'd be very naive as fans if we just trust the new owners as soon as they come in. I think certainly for me, I'll be waiting at least three seasons before I make a judgment on them because I think straight away you need to be very guarded because we've been burned in the past. Yeah, Toonami says, I'm more worried if we go down that Ashley will sell in the EFL, where all the frauds are, allegedly. Richard says, we need to stop looking at matches like we should beat this team. The fact is, sadly, that there might only be one or two teams worse than us. Yeah, I mean, agree with you on that sentiment, Richard, uh, certainly. Um, Champions League is a dream for us, but we have to build back slowly. Yeah, we're a long way off from the Champions League to an army. Uh, David Smith says, thank you so much for the shout out. Great show as usual. Keep up the great work. Thank you, David. Uh, Jacob, uh, by the next size up, says John. He's obviously got his own shirt and uh, hope things are on the mend, John. Uh, COVID uh, has obviously hit you hard and uh, obviously we're always uh, thinking of you at NUFC Matters. Uh, Jacka says, uh, seen it this morning, just talking about Alwadi's account. I've resubscribed re to Alwadi's YouTube and his Twitter account. So, yeah, please do uh, make sure that you uh, resubscribe to Alwadi's uh, because, as Stu says, Alwadi's is a Geordie. Um, Tom Dixon says, how long has Brown Ale been out now? It seems ages. A long, long time, uh, Tom. A long, long time. Uh, again, somebody I'm sure will find you the stats on that. Uh, Richard says, I honestly think we haven't been that bad so far, just a little unlucky on times. I mean, it's a different point of view. Um, would you say we've, you know, we've been unlucky? I would I'd probably, would, I would probably agree in the sense that VAR hasn't been too friendly. And as we all know, it all balances out over the season, Holly. Yeah, um, 
I would agree to a certain extent. I think you're right, VAR and the decisions of referees have been very questionable, especially in the first few games of the season. Southampton was a massive game where you had question marks above it, as well as Aston Villa away, which was the first away game of the season. Um, so, yeah, that has been unlucky. We should have probably had a more fair decision, especially at Aston Villa. It shouldn't have been a penalty. Then we probably would have went on to get a point, but that didn't happen. But as well, I think that we haven't been as good as I know we can be. I think there's times where we've probably put out a side which is a very negative side. Like we're going to go in and just try and keep the clean sheet for as long as possible and then hit them on the counter-attack. Whereas I think we should be just going for it and, and going out for the uh, with the mindset that we're going to beat them because that's how you need to be in football, even if you're not confident. Alan asks, what would your ambition be if we got taken over by the Saudis? He says he gets the impression that we would accept mid-table. Um, I would want much more over time. Um, what would I expect, Alan? I would expect investment in the training facilities, in investment and a bit of love and attention given to the ground, um, an academy restructured so that we would have uh, you know, a flock of youngsters and a crop of youngsters coming through over time would need, you know, need time to, to do that. You're, you're, you're talking, you know, a 10-year plan, uh, really to get that academy back on its feet and functioning the way an academy should do. Um, and of course, the key thing, um, big investment in the first team and the appointment of a manager or head coach who knows um, his job inside out, but can also relate to the fans and can understand what the fans want. It's as simple as that. I don't think you can suddenly say, well, I want to be finishing top of the league and I want Champions League football every year. Of course, that's what you would like. Um, but I think a long-term plan is what I'd like to see. I wouldn't want to go through a, a Blackburn revolution where... You know, there was money put in, they won the league and then, you know, they the, the became a championship team. And you know, I wouldn't want to go through um, an overnight success, if that makes sense. I, although it would be nice to do like a Man City and, you know, they came in, the owners, they bought Rubinho and, you know, then they win the first trophy. And they always say once you win your first trophy, the rest become easy. Um, it becomes easier to win trophies. But, but yeah, I just want a long-term plan. Um, Holly? Yeah, I think definitely it needs to be something that's a project over time, certainly nothing um, overnight, like you've said. I think firstly, you need to start off with investment in the team as an immediate reaction, because I think that's where, you know, we, we need to put the investment straight away to make sure that we don't have yet again another relegation battle. The first season, I would be happy with um, mid-table, even the first couple of seasons, why we managed to build and restructure. Of course, I'd want a new manager in. I'd either want someone with a lot of experience who's well-known in the game or a young up-and-coming manager with a great um, project and ambition in mind, as well as fully new coaching staff for the first team, as well as the academy Um scouts I'd want improvement there I would want the club to be making connections with local non-league sides as well as the likes of your walls and boys clubs and things like that like we have in the past to get you through the system um, I think that's so so important but as well if you have ties with the likes of Gateshead you can then put our young players out on loan there to help improve them as players and bring them back to the club um, investment off the pitch of course you'd want to see improvements to the ground definitely a new training ground but most importantly, I think what you'd want to see is the club rebuild a relationship with the fans because we haven't had that for so long. And if they do that, I think they'll get fans on board straight away and it can only be um, up from there. Things can only be good. 
Yeah, Chris says, afternoon, Steve. Afternoon, Holly. Well done for your Sky Sports appearance, Holly. Steve, why don't Mike Ashley, uh, why doesn't Mike Ashley just let Amanda Stavely look after the club? Either way, it would be run better. It's not something he wants to do. He wants out, uh, apparently. He wants to sell the club. So, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I think, you know, again, I think Amanda could do a better job, but unfortunately, that's not what he wants to do. Tom, yes, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Ram show is on tomorrow. Uh, 7.30 is the set time, I think, for the lads. Pete and Chris will be on. Tom, get yourself on, mate. Put yourself on the channel. Um, we've wanted this. You're one of our biggest supporters. It would be great to get you on there. And there's a few of you out there. Stu, Rachel, get yourself on. Get yourself on. You've got plenty to say. Uh, it would be nice to see you on the show. Uh, Louis says, unprofessional owner, unprofessional facilities run by an unprofessional manager, neglected for more than a decade. Hope is fading. Couldn't have put it better ourselves, Holly. Yeah, he's 100% right. Um, and it is neglect. That is basically what the Ashley era has been. Yeah, Toonami. I don't want to be playing Sunderland next season, but it's written in the stars. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't have a good result this weekend, did they? 2-2 uh, against Fleetwood. Uh, Chris says, Jesus, that's a ridiculous record. Just talking about Pelé. Uh, David Reed says, I think it's September and predictions of going down are premature at best. As ever I say right now, we will stay up and good things are going to happen with the legal eagles. David, I hope you're right. Pelé's stats are almost as good as Joe's. You must be talking about Joe Allen um, when he was at uh, when he was at Hartlepool. Uh, hi, Holly. Do you fancy a career in TV? Uh, the BBC have a show right down your street. A question of sport would suit you down the ground instead of listening to Paddy McGuinness waffle on. Um, you know, if the opportunity came, then I would love that, especially talking about football in Newcastle. But I think that's just something that we'll have to wait and see what happens with. Darren says, I just Googled how many goals Pelé scored. And he scored 1,091 goals for Santos and 1,282 in his entire career. Wow. Amazing. Uh, it is. Uh, Darren says, 643 official goals, though. Is that Pelé or is that Jimmy Greaves? Um, not sure. Uh, Chris says, don't worry about the Sunderland trolls who put the thumbs down. Just to put it reality, where Premier League and Sunderland can't even beat Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, Mad Mark says, why would anyone spend £300 million to own us and be an in, uh, intentionally worse version of what we currently are? That would be pure madness. Well, it would be, yeah. I just, you know, it, it, just got to hope that somebody can eventually get in and, and, uh, and buy the club. Rachel and Tom, uh, I knew you wouldn't let us down. Brown Ale came out in 1927, which is the year we last won the league. Brown Ale is bad luck. Get rid of it. Uh, Rachel, again, Newcastle Brown Ale was launched in 1927, which I believe, I think, was also around about the time that the um, time bridge was was built. Maybe a couple of years later. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is interesting. When Newcastle were champions of the land, says Geordie Jedi. Uh, Tom says, uh, do you think we might have a little bit of money to spend in the next transfer window or do you think it will be loan deals again, Holly? I don't think we're going to get any money to spend in January unless we get a new manager in to replace Steve Bruce and then he wants to sign a couple of players. Um, but it will probably be loan players that we will get, to be fair. I don't think we'll be splashing the cash. Yeah, investment in the northeast. That's why the Tories want to go through, but it's a legal issue, not a government one. Says David Paul says we won't be relegated. Um, again, you know there are people who are confident and feel as if things will change. Stu says good to see the flag unveiled. Mags against Masters. That's what it was. Getting some coverage in the local press and online. Still waiting on answers from the EPL. Why no decision was made on our takeover? Yeah, it was good. It was good. You know, I mean, Sky quickly zoomed off it, but 
yeah, it is good to see that the local press are picking up on these things. Uh, Norbert, uh, yeah, looking for bites, I think, mate. Steve Bruce needs more time. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going anywhere, as it happens, Norbert. But, um, you know, all the title or opinions. Tom says, question for Holly. Who do you think will win the Premier League this season? I hate to say it, but I think it'll be Manchester United. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay, my money's going to be on Liverpool, I think. Uh, they look as if they're back to where they were, uh, you know, two seasons ago. Um, but it's going to be tight. Uh, Chelsea will give everybody a run for the money as well. Um, but we'll see, see how they do against Tottenham today. Chris McCarthy says, I've got plenty to say, especially about Bruce. Bruce out. Uh, John says, if we're taken over by the Saudis, does anyone really think they will be happy playing second fiddle to United Emirates City? I doubt it. No, I mean... That is going to be the big competition, isn't it? If if Saudi come in, is it's going to be a, a you know going to be a battle of the checkbooks, you would imagine. Yeah, pretty much. And of course, our owners will be significantly richer than Man City, so that will be a bit of a competition that's ongoing. Um, I don't think it'll happen straight away, you know, because obviously their owners have been there for a long time. But over time, I think it'll certainly be a competition over who will win the league between. Newcastle and Man City. Not that we're getting ahead of ourselves, because that's a long, long way off. But you know, you just yeah, it would be brilliant. Yeah, if Mike actually put the money in like he does put money into his shops, we'd probably be in the top six. Jimmy, yeah, I mean, again, I hate to say it, and, and this is playing devil's advocate, but if a takeover doesn't go through, then we are going to have to find a way, once again, of working with Mike Ashley. Um, and I've said this before. Uh, as somebody who has been one of his biggest critics, um, whether it be on, uh, you know, in, in fanzines or on this podcast, um, that we may have to find a way of working with Ashley and he may have to, you know, sit down with fans at some point or get his, you know, get his lackeys, if you like, to to sit down. And, you know, the likes of Justin Barnes, uh, who currently runs the club, really, uh, Lee Charnley, you know, is... is you know, it has to answer to Justin Barnes, who then goes to Mike Ashley. I think, ultimately, there may have to be some kind of impasse and, and meeting um, between the, him and supporters. It will be, it's the only way that you can repair the damage. Uh, otherwise, this this you know, this Groundhog Day feeling is going to continue. The river will rise again, says Jordi. I'm sure that's from uh, Big River by uh, Jimmy Neal. Cashley, Keegan, Joe Kinnear, Broly, Bruce, Carver. No wonder we are mental says Paul Gibson. Uh, brilliant show shared, says Paul. Uh, Rachel says, cheers, Stephen Holly. Great show as usual. And um, Rachel says, unfortunately, she's going to be watching the rant on catch-up as she's back at rehearsals. Good luck. Uh, keep us posted on your uh, your dramatic performance, Rachel. Look forward to hearing about it. Jacob says, can you believe Newcastle tops are not available at Sports Direct stores in South Wales? Plenty of Arsenal, Man United and Liverpool, though. Um I'm sure you could probably order them, Jacob. You'd probably just have to ask them at the counter if you could get them. But bear in mind what people were saying about the sizes earlier, I guess, if you're uh, if you're going to order something over the internet. Um, OK, we've got Watford coming up at the weekend. Holly, um, how do you see that going? I'd love to say I think we could win because I think so far in the season, it's the most important game for us. Um but I just I don't think we've had a good uh, record at Vicarage Road, and I'm not really that confident. A draw, but it's potentially on the cards. But I just honestly can't see us getting a win. Um, I worry where the first win's going to come from, and it's just seeming like it's not going to come anytime soon. Especially with the injury of Callum Wilson now, that is something that's constantly playing on my mind. Who's going to score the goals? This is the the crisis we have when Callum Wilson's injured. It happened last season. 
The club haven't learned from that. We need a number two striker in ASAP, and hopefully that happens in January. But again, I won't hold my breath. Um, I'll probably go for a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw, to be honest with you. I'm not going to be too doom and gloom. I think I've got a little bit more confidence now that we did get that draw against Leeds. But for me, I just I really can't see the win. Will King says they're not available in Sports Direct in Stoke either. Uh, we'll give the last question to Tom. He says, what do you think the cat case will do and what's your verdict? Tom, I just hope that the cat case goes ahead before the arbitration. Um, what will the verdict be? Um, Keith was very confident that the cat case was going to be able to you know, to help us win this takeover. Um, I, I don't think Keith's the kind of person who would deliberately mislead people. So I would feel that if the cat case goes ahead, PIF are still at the table. I think Newcastle would get that takeover. Um, but a lot depends on the, the outcome on the 29th. Ollie? Yeah, if the CAC case goes ahead first, then I think it's likely to go in our favour. Um, of course, if we have to wait till next year, then I do see PIF work, uh, walking away because of how long it's been. Yeah, OK. Great show, as usual, Holly. Uh, keep off the brown ale and uh, I will see you next week. Have a good week. Take care. You too. Bye.